Be consciously aware of what you're going to do. You're going to meditate. Know the topic that you're going to meditate on. And be aware of the reason why you're going to do this meditation. And turn this over and over in your mind until you work it to become a strong determination. Let the energy of that determination infuse your body and mind. Take this determination along with the, with the intention to have the body cooperate. <clears throat> then bring your attention to first the legs. And let these thoughts infuse the legs. sense of comfort, sense of stability arising from the legs. Then move on to the hands, wanting the hands to be in the most conducive posture for meditation. holding strongly to your determination. Once you become aware of a sense of comfort, stability, a sense of ease arising from the hands and arms, then move to the elbows, and shoulders. Once the elbows and shoulders also give rise to that sign, a sense of ease, comfort and stability. Move now to the back and torso.
along with the sign of the sense of ease. When you get to the back, there should also be a sense of confidence coming from the body. Then move now to the head and neck. The mouth, teeth, tongue. The muscles of the face. Then the eyes. Feel the overall sense of ease throughout the body. And that allows you awareness of how this sense of ease is reflected in the breath. Bring your attention to the breath. Without any intentions to control the breath. No intentions to force the mind to focus on the breath. Don't even concern yourself with having to deal with distractions. Just know you're breathing in as you are breathing in. Know you are breathing out as you are breathing out. While staying aware of the breath in this way, have a part of your mind, check the posture, to see if you need to make last adjustments and staying aware of the breath if you need to make adjustments make the, make the adjustments sign of a deeper sense of ease tells you whether you made the necessary adjustments. Now hold on to the intention <coughs> to have this sense of ease 
continue. Bring your attention back to the breath in the same way before, holding your determination, having the intention to observe the breath in an unbroken continuity of awareness, and just observing the in-breath and the out-breath without any concern about whatever else may be happening in the mind, whatever else may be picked up by the senses. And observe this flow of continuity for 11 cycles of breath. Be mindful of that palpable sense of ease now reflected in the breath, further reflected in the mind. Bring your attention from within this state of ease to the point between your eyebrows. about an arm's length distance from you at that level, bringing to mind your determination, your motivation, and asking, invoking the presence of your infallible guide.
feeling the presence of your infallible guide. Make sure your reverence, make prostrations. Take refuge and trust yourself with the conviction that you are in the presence of what is for you the infallible, definite means of achieving the objective of your determination. Holding that measure of conviction, show your gratitude, make offerings. bring back that determination. Be aware of the obstacles on your path or have a sense of them. And be strongly determined to be free of them. Know that these obstacles are in your way through your own actions, through your own effort. Actions done knowingly and unknowingly. And you regret deeply having engaged in such actions. Something within you, some habitual tendency, makes you take up such actions. So you cannot rely on these habits. What can you rely on? Return to the three jewels embodied in your infallible spiritual guide and take refuge.
feeling the strength coming from taking refuge, make a promise to restrain in the future. Then make a promise to do something to make up. And feel that sense of lightness, that sense of burden lifted due to the sincerity of all those steps that you've just taken and rejoice you have taken the proper steps that will remove these obstacles and be aware of the refined state of mind that is rejoicing and continue to help further refine the mind continuing to rejoice. Rejoice in all measures of goodness, yours and others, merits that are, that are being accumulated, merits that have brought their results, merits that have been collected and are waiting to ripen.
and be aware of the level of tranquility that you've achieved. And from within this state, let your heart observe the conditions of beings. The struggle that they are forced to endure. Struggling to be free of pain and yet only getting closer to pain. Struggling to be happy and yet only distancing themselves from true happiness. Let your compassion embrace them. Let your love embrace them. And turn your attention to the only source that can bring true relief, your infallible guide. And through your infallible guide, we connect, sense the connection to all enlightened beings. With that, from that sense of connection, beg the enlightened beings to come into the lives of these struggling sentient beings to show them how to truly end their pain, how to find true happiness, and beg them to stay in their lives for as long as it takes. And this stirs your determination you know, you're more determined now to succeed in the meditation that you're about to do and understand that you've collected positive potentials positive merit up to this point so you direct their potential, their energy to help you with your meditation through dedication.
stay with that strength and determination and look upon your infallible guide and aspire to be closer sensing being closer will help you get the realizations you seek and feel the presence of your infallible guide now above your head in that bright form facing the same direction as you are and beg for blessings pick up the realizations you seek and beg for blessing to receive to realize them think of the obstacles that you experience that you anticipate to experience and beg for blessings to be free of them let your determination do the begging aspiration to be closer transforms to an aspiration to become inseparable and just the mere aspiration causes the form above your head to dissolve into a point of light see and feel how your aspiration for inseparability draws that point of light through the crown of your head into your heart center and there merging with your mind becoming inseparable bring your attention back to the breath
while staying aware of the breath, slowly become aware of the body again. So we're going to do a uh, meditation along the same line that we did uh, last week. Last week we did a meditation on refuge. And this time we're going to do this, uh, the same meditation, but we're going to focus on, since we were talking about Lama this morning, uh, we're going to focus on just the Lama. Okay. Uh, now as you just, you're really going to be re reciting just the refuge, just was the Lama. Uh, in, in the, either in Tibetan, if you're, familiar, if you're comfortable with that, with the Tibetan, or in Sanskrit or in some way, if you're comfortable with Sanskrit, or in English or whatever language you're comfortable with. Okay? But it, it's the sense of, uh, you're going to have a sense of surrendering, a sense of uh, building your confidence, uh, not confidence, your conviction and faith and having a, a sort of reviewing in your mind what is Lama, what, what, what the Lama is, what the Lama represents, and then going uh, for refuge to the Lama. Uh, and this kind of meditation is, uh, of, of, uh, is some also connected with doing purification, especially for uh, what you might call breaking of uh, like if you've done like uh, not something as big as breaking commitment but something as uh, or uh, misdeeds done in, uh, in in relationship to, to, to the Lama okay. so this is also a way of purifying of purifying those kinds of misdeeds so uh, this might be a good uh, framework for you to sort of build around what is the Lama. Okay. So think of your, where you are right now and what is it that you're uh, aspiring after. You're aspiring after becoming enlightened. Why are you aspiring after becoming enlightened? Because you have, you, you're, you're concerned about the condition the, uh, of, of sentient beings and you want to do something about it and you're convinced that achieving enlightenment is the way to do it. Okay, so you have begin with that. Then you have to uh, uh, continue with that. How, how are you going to get to enlightenment? Okay. Uh, the only way for you to get to enlightenment is for you to encounter someone who's had that same aspiration that you did and completed it, and then is now fulfilling the 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 aim of that of such aspiration. 
okay, just like right now, I want to be enlightened, and then you're thinking, when I become enlightened, I'm going to be helping others. I'm going to help. What, what, in what way are you going to help them? You're going to help them in an ultimate way. So whether you can even think, and when, when someone is just in need, you will try to appeal to them. So if someone is, is in need, is aware that they're in need, and they're appealing for someone to come and help them, of course you will definitely appeal to them. So you have to think that this condition already exists. It's not going to exist in the future once you become enlightened. It already exists right now. There are those who've had the same aspiration as, as you are having right now, and they've accomplished it. And they're, they're already doing what you're aspiring to do. They're going out to help those who are in, in need. And especially for those who are not only in need but are, are pleading to be helped, they're, also, they're definitely appearing to them. Okay. Just like right now when you think that uh, sometimes you see someone in need and you try to help them and then whatever, because of whatever distortion or delusion is going on in the mind, they might see your help as trying to harm. You don't automatically transform your help into harming. You still try to help them, try to explain to them, no, I'm not trying to harm you, I'm trying to help you. So in that same way, maybe some of the help that you're receiving from enlightened beings are appearing to you because of your delusion as trying to harm, or something like that, or you don't see it. Okay. So you have to consider all those things. So in considering all those things, so you think that, uh, so is there, is there one Buddha? Is there, only, is there only one being who has done this, who has become a Buddha? Maybe more than that. Okay. So a lot of them. And then, they, and then they all have that same aspiration, the same want. They, they saw the conditions of others around them, their own condition. They wanted to transcend it. They wanted to transcend it in such a way that they are capable of helping others who are suffering. And what do they do as soon as they achieve that capacity? They go out to help. So it's not just one Buddha who's going out trying to help. Many are trying to help. Many are going out to help. So as far as you are concerned, you are also a sentient being. You are aspiring to, uh, to, to help others. So that makes you, that, so that makes you a special uh, uh, object of attention. Okay? You're, not just in, in, you're not just someone who needs help, but you're someone who, who needs help, but who's also aspiring to help others around you. You may not have the least bit of the capacity to help in any way, but you, at least you have the aspiration. So that makes you a special uh, object of attention for, 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 for those kinds of beings. That's one thing. And uh, so not only are you someone, in, just because you're someone who is in need of help, they're, all, they're already, not one of them, but every single one of them already making contact with you. They're trying to reach you. They're trying to help you. Not only are you in need of help, but you are aware of it and you are asking to be helped. So they're making a double effort to reach you now. And not only are you just someone who is asking for help, but you're also aspiring to help others in your condition. So that makes it now triple. Okay. It makes you triple special, triple special for their attention. Okay. So, 
you can say definitely because of those three conditions of, of because of those three states that you that you are uh, that you have three elements that you have they have already made definitely made contact with you but how where are they how do you see them so you just hold on to that conviction and somehow by chance or by uh, uh, what, what seems to be just a, a coincidence, you happen to meet someone who's, and, 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 and the relationship you have with that someone is that in the same line of seeking to help you get, get there. And just like you have to consider, just like uh, uh, those, just like those occasions when you saw someone who was in need of help, and you go out to try to help them, and because of their delusion, they think that you're trying to harm them. They don't see the help coming. They don't see that how you can help them. So, in the same way, perhaps uh, you may have made that connection with that some with, with someone like that, and they are trying to, and you see, and you, and they. Uh, you establish a connection where they will help you get to that to that state, but for some reason the delusion doesn't allow you to fully see that it is all those Buddhas that I've been praying to, who are actually appearing in my life right now to help me. I don't see that directly, but I wasn't making uh, uh, prayers in my mind. May I meet meet, meet a carpenter? I wasn't praying in my mind, may I meet uh, just any ordinary Joe. You know, you're making an, an appeal, a prayer to Buddhas to come help you. And just like when you become a Buddha, you're not going to uh, say, oh, I'm not going to help that person. So why, why would they not help you? Especially when you're appealing, when you're turning your attention to them. Especially when you're aspiring, even though you may not have the capacity, but you're aspiring to be like them even if you don't fully understand what it is like to be like them, but you have some aspiration of some degree to be like them. So definitely, they've made connection. You've made connection with them, and they in turn have made connection with you. So whoever uh, that image uh, that has appeared to you as a teacher, so you think of that image is not just a guy, it's not just a person, it's really all those Buddhas sort of collaborating, thank you, <laughs> collaborating together, and then they've all together taken one form, and that, and, and, and that form that they've taken is that what, what your deluded mind is telling you is just an ordinary person. Okay. They've, taken this, they've taken this form to directly interact with you, to directly take you out of your trouble, and also to directly help you take, be, trans, transform into one of them. So you're going to keep thinking of that. Uh -huh. I have a question. Yeah. So could it be a situation that you've been confronted with over and over and over again, but now you can see it in a different way? What do you mean? Well, I, I'm just, a situation meaning a person. Uh -huh. It could be a person in your life that's, 
behavior has triggered something in you not so good. Mm -hmm. But now, because you're doing this meditation, maybe you could see it in another way that it's mm -hmm. a teaching mm -hmm. that you can learn from this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so that's, an, that's a way. Okay. Mm -hmm. But um, you don't necessarily have to. So, so I would. Could I assume then that then it's Buddha? Yeah. Giving me this yeah. This yeah. Uh, along along that line, exactly. you don't necessarily have to tell yourself that it was the Buddha harming you before. Right. Right. Okay. But yeah. that moment of realization, yeah. you could say that's the Buddha teaching me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And don't don't let your mind try to extrapolate, try to analyze how long has it been helping you. Because the deluded mind may not be a good, a good uh, help to right now. But at that moment, when you realize that you're getting a teaching, you say, oh, this is coming from the Buddha. Mm -hmm. Either this person was always a Buddha, you don't know. Either this person has, you know, the Buddha has appropriated this person's personality, kicked that person out, and now <laughs> become that, that person. Maybe, maybe. But those things are speculations that will only let you to other speculation. But definitely you know, I, right now, through this person, I'm getting a teaching. So this is the Buddha. Okay? Mm -hmm. Not this was the Buddha, not this will be the Buddha, but this is now presently the Buddha. Okay? That, that's the fact that you, your mind cannot uh, deny. Okay? So uh, when you have this person that you feel this connection with, or you have some, some sort of connection with like that, you imagine this person in front of you. Okay? And you, and you are attributing all these things, you're thinking all these ways uh, concerning that person. Okay. And if it will help you to, uh, uh, to, have that, to have the form of the person uh, appear in a different way while you're still thinking of that personality, we think uh, perhaps uh, when, you think that when you establish some level of, of uh, conviction that it is all the Buddhas, perhaps it might be easier for you to see some image that will sort of remind you of all the Buddhas. Or you, or, uh, that way you can either see the person's person, the, like if the person appeared as, I don't know, a 90-year-old man or something like that, you will see the 90-year-old image sort of fade away and then now in its place is uh, 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 what you would be, what would you, what you would be uh, considered to be the, uh, the appearance of a Buddha. You might see the appearance of a, you know, one of those forms, okay? No, it's just no. It, it's already your lama. It's already your lama. I'm talking about now the form. For you, if the form, if, like for example, uh, the example that you gave, if it was uh, some friend, okay? And before, whenever you, whenever you saw that image of the friend, you could only your mind naturally goes into, or oh, that person used to. No, it's like, okay, someone won't be a friend, is it? <laughs> that person used to harm me, okay? Right. Oh, uh, when you see that image. So when you have that realization that, ah, the Buddha is using that image now to help me. But since that image, because of the association, your, your mind is maybe fighting with that association. So if you are in that state, if you cannot just stick with that image, then the essence is still the, the, the Buddha, still Lama, still your teacher, but you give it a different form, a different appearance to help you. Just like uh, you think, uh, well, Halloween, we just had Halloween. 
uh, when that when the the Buddha when okay when the Buddha was appearing to scare you, it was just wearing a mask, and now you you can either let him stay with the mask, knowing that it's the Buddha, or you can ask him to take away the mask because you can't deal with the mask. Okay, so the image, the appearance. If the appearance appears, uh, you know, like a ni regular nine-year-old man, and for some reason seeing the image of a nine-year-old man, ninety-year-old person doesn't help you associate with the Buddha, then you ask that you you instead see it appearing in a way, in some form, that allows you easier, so you can think about, oh, that's a Buddha in front of me, without having to think, oh, oh is that a Buddha? Oh, yeah, that's a Buddha. You don't have to go through all that step. Okay, that is if. If seeing the the form of the ninety-year-old man is causing you problem, you know, uh, uh, because of uh, unconscious association, okay, okay, you understand? I don't know if I'm complicating things. I have a question, and it might just be that I missed. You probably said huh? it, and I just didn't get it. I understand that you know the ninety-year-old man we would then see as the Buddha, but. In this meditation, who or what is it that we're calling up to be the equivalent of the nine-year-old man before we transform? No, whoever that you've made a connection with as a teacher. Okay. Yeah. And why would we have seen that person as harming us at any point? No, not necessarily harming you. Like a, 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 you, you don't, you, we, we, we might struggle with the idea that this person could actually be a Buddha. Mm -hmm. No, just like. Uh, you when when you try to help someone and that person thought that you were they didn't see that you were helping them mm -hmm. okay but you were trying to help them mm -hmm. okay so just like this is an enlightened being trying to take you to in nirvana you mean uh, you might you might think this is just an ordinary guy you know just nice this guy doesn't know how to get me to nirvana okay so that might be the natural way that we perceive this person. That's what I meant by that. In that form, we can only think of that person being in that way. So once you make the realization that, ah, this is, all the Buddhas heard me when I was crying for help. All the Buddhas heard me when I was in trouble. So they must, they have, they, 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 they have made their appearance. I can't see it. Mm -hmm. So this is the appearance that they've made, and this is how I'm seeing it. Okay, but I'm having problem with this appearance. So take another appearance that I can relate with without having to 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 think is this or is this not. In other words, he's helping us come up with skillful means mm -hmm. for dealing with our own obscurations mm -hmm. from our side, our own mental. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, all right. Yourself? Yourself. As being the teacher? Um, aware of that, um, teachers oh, definitely. You, you're, ultimately, you're, you're ultimately the teacher. So when you're trying to help yourself or help, help others, sometimes it feels like you're, you're harming yourself or others. Just go ahead and realize well, yeah, that's, that's, that is interesting. Yeah, sometimes when you're trying to help yourself, you might think that you're not really helping yourself. Mm. But uh, in the sense that you are the ultimate teacher, you can also put that in there. So the ultimate teacher that you are, you don't see it. It doesn't mean that when you tell yourself, lie, you are the teacher. Okay. 
but in an ultimate sense, you are the teacher. All right, I'm trying not to be too specific. Okay, maybe you're specific now, so, so, so take away the confusion. Gyume Kensu Rinpoche is your teacher. He appears as a 65-year-old, nice little Tibetan man. 72. 72? 71. 71? <laughs> okay. He said here is one. He's 71 years old? Okay, 71 years old. Okay, he's, a, he's appearing as a 71-year-old, nice little Tibetan man. Okay? He doesn't speak English well. So he appears, not, he appears that he doesn't speak English well. He, speak, he appears to only speak Tibetan. So that might be a, a, an obstacle for you. Now, the Buddha would be speaking every single language. How come this Buddha is not speaking my language? This Buddha, why is it that this Buddha is having no problem walking up the stairs? No, this might, this might obscure you. These are your obscurations. So, what... <laughs> Sorry, just... We're laughing because he can probably outrun any of us. <laughs> Oh, should I be too specific now? <laughs> okay. So when you're seeing this thing and you're, what, when you usually see in your, I mean, it's not every day, it's not like you, you, in your normal everyday life, you go to the Buddha lands and you see Buddhas walking around and by some accident, you're now walking around with a bunch of people to try and say, wait a minute, are, are they Buddhas or not? No. Uh, what you're usually used to, with a seven-year-old man, you, you, that's what you're seeing now in front of you, of who's supposed to be the Buddha. Okay? So, of course, you're associating the appearance of that seven-year-old man the same way you've, you've experienced the other seven-year-old man. So that will, might give you a sense, a little bit of a difficulty to, to think that this is the Buddha, because of the appearance. Okay? So once you've gone through the to the uh, thinking, analyzing, trying to get away from these associations. We say, ah, wait a minute. This is the answer. This is all the Buddhas coming to help me. And because of my obscurations, all I'm seeing is a seven-year-old man. Okay? I'm not seeing all the enlightened beings coming to help me. Okay? So once you've made that, once you come up with that, if you have no problem now with the, the appearance of the seven-year-old, seventy-one-year-old man, then okay. But if you're still having problem with that appearance, then think that now all the Buddhas no longer appear as a seventy-one-year-old man. Now they take on the appearance of Buddha uh, Shakyamuni. Okay, and if you if you have more connection with Tara, then they appear as Tara. Okay? Because for you, when you see the image of Tara, then you don't have to be struggling with, is this a Buddha? Why is he, no, why is he not speaking English? Why is he uh, eating? Okay, why is he just, you know, breathing um, essence? essence? Okay. Okay? So, that is, if that is the, the, the situation. Okay? Then you, instead of, it's still Gyume Kensu Rinpoche, but no longer appearing as a seven in a body of a seventy-one-year-old man. Now Gyume Rinpoche appearing as in the form of Buddha Shakyamuni, or Gyume Kensu Rinpoche appearing in the form of Tara. But that's easier for you to deal with. Okay. 
right. So now you have that image. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a very short explanation. <laughs> so you have uh, the, the form appearing now. You, 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 you settle with the form. You don't have to be struggling with that form anymore. Now all that's in your mind is that all the Buddhas are in front of me. Okay? All the Buddhas are in front of me. They've answered my prayer. They are helping me. Okay? And now you're going to be reciting the Sanskrit. Uh, namo Guru Bya, Namo Guru Bya, Namo Guru Bya, Namo Guru Bya. So you're just repeating that. Namo Guru Bya, Namo Guru Bya, Namo Guru Bya. And as you're reciting that, you're receiving a, a shower of blessings from Gyume Kensur Rinpoche appearing either as 71-year-old man or appearing in the form of Buddha Sakyamuni or appearing as Tara, but still Gyume Kensur Rinpoche who is the amalgam, amalgam? Amalgam of all the Buddhas who are seeking to help you. Okay. Or you can recite the, uh, the Sanskrit, Lamala Kyapsuchyo. Lamala Kyapsuchyo. Lamala Kyapsuchyo. Kyapsuchyo. Only Lamala Kyapsuchyo. Lamala. Lamala. Only Lamala. No, only just Lama. Because you're, you're only focusing on the Lama. Okay. Namo Guru Bya. Uh, I um, adoration to the Guru, adoration to the to the teacher. I prostrate. I make obeisance, homage. Okay. Honor. Yeah. What was that? Namo Guru. Namo Guru Bya. Bya. Yeah. Namo Guru Bya. Namo Guru Bya. Namo Guru Bya. B. B Y A. Or Lama La Kapsuchio. Lama La Kapsuchio. And the other one is to, to put your Lama's name in, in between these. Okay? In, in some, some form of, of, a, of, a, of a, like a little mantra of your guru. So. In between which words? Yeah. Oh, uh, this one is coming up. So. <laughs> so. Uh, what is Gyume Kinsu Rinpoche's name? Gyume Kinsu Rinpoche is not his name, that's his title. <laughs> okay? Okay. Jampal. Jampal, sorry, Jampal. Jampal. Lopsam Jampal. Okay. So you're going to take his name and you make it into a mantra. Just, it's Om Guru Lopsam Jampal Sawasedim Hum. <laughs> Om Guru Lopsang Jamba Sarva Salva Sedim Hum Okay So whichever one of these you feel more connected to that's what you recite and as you're reciting it and you're thinking about all those, all the kindness that you've received from all the Buddhas through this, through this form. And now they're blessing you. And you can go through all those sense of regret, all those misbehave, misbehavior that you, you've done, misdeed you've done in, in connection with them and regretting them. And you're receiving blessings.
Oh yeah, that uh, would be like a, a sort of f focusing on the teacher as being all the three jewels. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So that's it. Yeah, now we're going to do it. What was that? Yeah. Uh, that this is to all the lamas. Then you're seeing, you're seeing us. Yeah, that, that one lama as all the lamas. Okay. Well, there are many ones, okay. <laughs> Whichever comes easier Okay, so, I mean, if you already have one, use that. Yeah. If you need one, choose any one of those three that I gave you. Okay. And I, uh, the other ones are a bit longer, that's why I didn't say that. <laughs> the, longest, the longest one that I gave you is my, spe is my uh, favorite. Which one is that? Om Guru. And then the teacher's name, Sarwasiddin. Okay, ready? <laughs> I thought we were gonna have like a whole full half hour or something. <laughs> Now you're four or five minutes. <laughs> yeah, but the instruction is. Okay. Yeah, we just learned that, right, from this morning. <laughs> the friend of mine, when she first heard from Mali, yeah, she was trying to choose the tree. She heard tree. Tree. Once she saw a tree in her heart. Could you say Don't see a tree in your heart. <laughs> so you build up that visualization. Either just have that visual, have the image appear, and then start ascribing all those things. Start with, start with your own case. I'm in this situation. I'm aspiring to this. When I become that, this is what I will do. So there are others doing it already. For me. Ah, oh, since I... I'm aspiring to this since I've made the prayer, since I've made the wish, I have made that contact already. And this is this is the contact. Okay, your teacher. And then this is all the Buddhas. Okay. And then if you need to transform the transform the form. Transform the form. Transform the the form. Doesn't sound right, but <laughs> transform the form. And yeah, it doesn't sound right. Transform the image. <laughs> Transform the image into what would be where you don't have to have any any part of your mind struggling anymore. You could just stay with that. This is all the Buddha is helping me. Okay, and then choose one of those uh, mantric words, phrases. Okay. All right. Let's see. Now we have four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
from the strong intention for your posture, for your body to be in a, in a conducive posture. And just holding that intention and just let the, the body follow the follow the intention. Begin with the image of the Lama in front of you and sort of go through the history of how you came into contact with such a being, this particular person.
ask the teacher to come and sit on the throne in your heart center. descends through the crown of your head, enters your heart center, becomes inseparable with your mind, and sits in your heart center on a throne made of lotus and sun. Become aware of the breath. Become aware of the body, starting with the top of the head. You're aware of the whole body from head to toes. Say something? Smoky Doki. Smoky Doki? <laughs> <laughs> I was worried that was going to collapse. <laughs> <laughs>